0: Thursday ladies and gentlemen and for the people joining me from my guest hometown it's good morning to you all out there so for us U.S. based people happy happy good afternoon this is Rob with episode number 255 of Shut Up and Grind so if you're new to the show we're all about overcoming obstacles about defying the odds helping you clear whatever's blocking your path to whatever you want to accomplish in this life. So before we jump into our topic today, which is how to believe in yourself if you're brand new, well I already said yeah if you're brand new part. if you're joining me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and share the video if you join me on the Facebook pages, please like and share this video if you don't want to keep this good information all to yourself. If you're joining me on any of the podcast platforms, please uh, ask any questions, leave leave comments and just more importantly share, 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 share the content because the things that we, are going to go over in this episode can actually change your life. If you apply the principles that my guest and I lay out, you can start making positive changes in your life immediately, like right during the episode. We're going to give you stuff that you're able to apply right away. So, helping me have this conversation about how to believe in yourself is an author, speaker, mentor, coach, Trish Springsteen. Hello, how Hi. are you doing? absolutely fine awesome absolutely fine so how's life over there in australia at five in the morning
1: <laughs> pretty good the sun is just coming up i don't see that very often so thank you very much for that opportunity
0: <laughs> i love it you know let me just get the live stream on here yeah like i start my days in the dark and now with the clocks going back i end the days in the dark as well so right there with you just my my 4 30 in the morning was uh nine hours ago though <laughs> oh, that's great so what part of australia are you from
1: uh, we're in i'm in queensland australia so i'm about 40 minutes north of brisbane and it's called
0: moore Shield. queensland is that where the crocodile hunter was, was from absolutely yes so yeah guys, I, I i used to love that show I used to watch it daily every single day good good stuff so what do you like about living in australia Well,
1: I like it because we are so far away from everybody else. Mm. Uh, That has its pros and cons. But the reason I like it is because we don't get as touched by some of the crap that's going on all over the place sometimes. Because we're far away, we can do what we like. And we can be fairly isolated and it allows us to be pretty protected to a certain extent. Now, the con to that is because we're so far away, it takes a lot of time to get to us. Some things are more expensive because yeah. our population is a lot smaller than other places. Mm. So some of our stuff is more expensive
0: than it would be over where you are. Okay. So when when you saw, saw the title, How to Believe in Yourself, what were your initial thoughts?
1: Oh, it's one of my absolute, uh, I guess, favourite topics because – It's the foundation, really, of pretty well anything you do. And it's one of the things that took me a long while to actually come to grips with. I'm a bit slow learner sometimes. And (laughs) it just took me a little while to understand. and, and And I found once I did believe in myself, it was extremely empowering. And it changed my business. It changed my mindset. And it opened opportunities for me. So I'm very, very strong believer in it. In fact, one of my taglines is, I'll believe in you until you believe in yourself.
0: Yes. So what kept you from believing in yourself? so, Before you turned the corner to doing what you're doing now, what was holding you back?
1: Lack of belief. uh, Lack of confidence. Uh, What's commonly termed today that imposter syndrome, which is more Mm -hmm. like the negative voices that appear in your head and say, You can't do this. You're not good enough. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm listening to those. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And so that sort of stopped me from stepping up. The other thing that took a lot of time for me was finding people who can support you, like-minded people, people who will be in your corner and will push you outside your comfort zone, will support you, will really get that message honed in that, you know, I do have a message, I have a story, I'm damn good at what I do. And when I started believing myself, it became very empowering.
0: Great. So I I want to, I want to circle back to the support system in a little bit, because I want to touch on what you said about, you said you're not good enough. And I, and I find a lot of people think like that think I'm not good enough. And when I hear people say that, I always say, how do you know? <laughs> it's like you don't you don't know if you're good enough until you try. Like you have to try. And then the more things you do over time like in the gym, I'm constantly telling my clients, you're only good at what you practice. Right. That's how you get proficient. You get proficient from practice. So if you don't practice pushups, you're going to suck at pushups. You know, the more you practice, the more you practice, you get better at it. And as you get better, your confidence grows, confidence grows. Then belief is now present. You know, so it's one of those things where you have to you have to feed whatever it is you want to do right you just have to get started and then just keep doing it every single day and it just naturally grows
1: well that's the outcome of breaking that cycle because that little those negative voices which say i don't i'm not good enough it's a self-perpetuating spiral that goes downwards because the more you believe you're not good enough the more you don't try because it gives it that block so what happens is you need to be able to break that cycle you've got to sort of say stop I'm not going to listen to these words I am good enough you've got to change that voice to being I'm good enough because when you start saying I am good enough I can speak I can write I can have a business then that self-perpetuating circle starts to go back up and the more you say that is exactly as you do then you, you find that the more you say it the more you live it the more you own it
0: yeah, because people can say that they doubt the law of attraction, all, all that, that they want, but it works. Whatever you focus on is what you're going to get. So if you tell yourself you're not good enough, you're going to believe it. So if you uh-huh. tell yourself, I can do this, I can do this, you're going to start believing that you can do it. So it's like, whether you believe in it or not, it's happening to you. <laughs> so, so you have to just step into those positive thoughts. Cause like people think the law of attraction is oh, if I just think good stuff, a thousand dollars is going to drop on my bed. No, it's like what you focus on if, if you're looking for positive outcomes, you're going to find them. If you're looking for everything that's going to hold you back, you're going to find those too. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. so that's how the law of attraction actually works.
1: Yeah, it's not just one part, it's the holistic part. You've got to focus on it, and then you do have to put back that up with some actions, uh, back it up with. Uh, things that will cement those thoughts. But it's it's basically the brain will do what you tell it to do. And yes, you absolutely. You, you just tell the brain that I'm not good enough. It will just say, okay, I agree with you. Let's not be good enough. But if you tell the brain you are, it's going to say, okay, let's do something. We can yes. do it. And then you put the actions in the parts. So you go off and, and try doing something. You say yes to opportunities or you go off and start getting some personal growth, uh, working with mentors, to cement that thought process and that mindset.
0: So you said a, a phrase earlier, you said break the cycle, right? So step me through how you were able to break yours.
1: Well, firstly, I was coasting along quite well. I, I say like back in the Jurassic period, uh, way back when I left school, I was a uh, an introvert and a shy introvert mm-hmm. and, you know, I was quite okay working, I did okay, but don't push me outside my comfort zone and don't ask me to get up and speak, don't ask me to show a light on myself because I just didn't, Don't and don't even think I'm going to open a business because, hey, that wasn't me.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, what happened was it was almost by accident, serendipity, and, and that's why I love the way the universe can act sometimes. Uh, we'd moved from where we were living in Canberra up to Brisbane, and we'd been there a couple of years, working hard. I was studying six years part-time, family, working hard. I hadn't had time to get to know people. So I just had a comment. I said to someone, we need to get out and get to know people. So they said, hey, come along to this group and you'll make some friends. So I went along to the group. Now, remember, people, I'm shy and I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. So I get into the group. And I'm thinking, I'm going to make some friends. And then I get told, it's a Toastmasters group and you have to speak. You can imagine that I was not at all impressed. And the, the amazing thing is that I actually did make some friends. And the fact that they were friendly is one of the reasons why I actually went back. And What that gave me was a group of people who said to me, hey, you've got a message. You can do this. You can support, and this is why I say, one of the things for believing in yourself is finding a like-minded group of people, because you need someone who will push you. You need some people who will support you. You'll need people who will shine a a mirror in front of you and say, yes, you are good enough. Yes, you can. In this case, it was, yes, you can speak. Yes, you have a story. And when you, and it's one of the reasons why I'm so very passionate about speaking, Uh, one of the reasons I'm passionate about finding like-minded groups and mentors is because that combination uh, allowed me to have the confidence because once I got the confidence that I could speak people if you can get up and answer a topic and speak for two minutes if you can get up and speak to an audience for five to seven minutes or longer then that gives you the absolute confidence and the more you did it the more I grew to believe it and the more I understood that I did have a message and that Change my mindset to believing hey if I can do this I have to believe in myself if these people out here are saying you're good and you can speak then you have to believe in yourself you have to go with what they're saying and once you start doing that that changes that negative mindset from from when it used to say to me you can't do this you're not good enough I used to say then hey I visualize a bed stop sign comes up and I says hang on I am good enough I am doing this today I say I'm awesome and I own it and I can say I'm awesome and own it because I believe in myself I know who I am warts and all and that is so empowering people it really is it just breaks you free to accept opportunities to have a go to move forward
0: to grow I just want to add one more thing when you were talking about the support group is you need people who are on the same mission Absolutely. You know, because like you can have a group of supportive people. Like if you're trying to get healthy, but the the, the supportive group they eat fast food every night. At, at some point, you're gonna end up <laughs> falling into those bad habits. So like you got definitely want to make sure that your group is is on is on a mission. That's why group fitness works out well because you have people from all different walks of life, all different shapes, all different races, religions, like, but they're on the same mission. So it's like when they set foot in that gym, it's like we're all we're all family. Doesn't matter what you do for work. Th- doesn't matter who you voted for. Like none of that stuff matters, cause the goal is to get fit or stay fit. <laughs> you know. So everybody Absolutely. in there is on that mission. Th- doesn't matter what your starting point is. If you've been with me for ten years or ten days, the mission d- doesn't change any. So where people go wrong in life is they let society, they let their family, they let their peers dictate what their mission should be. And you have to step out of that. Like my father, God rest his soul, he wanted me to go into computer engineering out of school. And now this, this was in 1991 when we first started having this conversation. So hindsight, he, he wasn't wrong. You know, everything is computerized now. Right. So had I gone into computer engineering, I'd probably have, you know, a really good career. But I didn't I didn't want to do that. You know, like he was an engineer, you know, so that so that was his passion. It wasn't mine. It never was like I wanted to be think a, a, a think uh, It was Zig Ziglar back in the day. Like I wanted to be Z, <laughs> Zig Ziglar. Like I just saw myself doing something like that. And then even when, once I first got into fitness, I got a big DJ speaker. I got a microphone. And as I'm teaching classes, I'm like preaching away, you know, during, during the class, like when, when, I, when I first got started, I've toned it down. So now, but like each class was like a production because like that's what I wanted to do, to do, get in front of people and just let myself shine, you know? And so, and so I had to step into what I wanted to do, you know, not what anyone else wanted me to do, including my, my own father.
1: No, it, I absolutely agree and that's why I say like-minded people because there's got to be people who are aligned with you and also every person's unique and it's one of the things that I absolutely love helping people is to find their uniqueness and let that uniqueness shine. Yes. And we are unique. So when I start working with people, especially with speakers, they say I want to be exactly like that speaker over there because I admire them, they think they're great. And I say to them, well, no, you can't because you're not them. You're uniquely you. So all you have to do is work on being you only more so. And that's sort of owning who you are, accepting that you're unique and accepting that everybody shines in somewhere. You've all got things that you're good at and it's just finding those things and polishing them and then working on the things that you're not so good at. And it is, it's got to be aligned with who you are, the people are, and it's got to be aligned with your values. Yes. Look, genuine, being genuine is probably one of the biggest things that is uh plus for you, whether you're speaking or whether you're in your business or in your personal life. And if the things you're doing, if you're working in a job or a career and it's not aligned with who you are, that absolute disconnect will show up. Yeah. You're going to be miserable. People are not going to be wanting to work with you because you're not being able to be genuine to your message. So when I... Uh, interview I used to have a blog talk radio show for about two years every guest I had on I'd say to them what made that speaker memorable what made a memorable speaker for you what what did you remember and without fail it would be either the first or the second answer it was that person was authentic that person was genuine they walked their talk and that is what's so important for you no matter where you want to be what you want to do believe in yourself own your uniqueness and make sure that it's aligned with your values. That you're doing what is authentic to you, and that's where you can really,
0: really grow and shine. See, and people can tell. People can tell. Yeah. Like I do it on this show. You were just, you were just doing it a second ago. When you are speaking from your soul, it's visible. It is visible. Like, pe- like people, like you can just tell. People sit up straighter. Their faces glowing. You know when people are talking like it's like listening to like a grandmother speak about her grandchildren they always have a glow when they're talking about the grandkids and that's that same feeling shows up when people are talking about something that they're passionate about like when i got on not on stage but i went to a networking event last night and and again something that i didn't really want to do because my days start so early and this was towards the evening i was tired i could have made a billion excuses of why not to go <laughs> excuse me but i went I, I showed up i made sure i interacted with as many people as possible and i got i got asked to speak at two large large events one in december one in one in may i invited eight people onto the podcast and just i made those those connections and and everyone was just like i don't want to say drawn to me but just the way I was interacting with people, they could tell I wasn't there just trying to sell my business or sell my services. It's like I I genuinely want to know about you. Like I was asking people questions that they weren't prepared for, you know, kind, kind of how I do on the show. It's like I want to get their backstory. It's like, like, why? How did you get into selling solar? You know, like so, something along those lines. Because one guy even asked me, he's like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> I, was like, be, I was like, I want to know why you do what you do.
1: Absolutely. You know, because if, it's... if you don't know their why and you don't know your why,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, how can you connect with people? I mean, we, we have that lovely phrase nowadays, everybody says, like, knowing and trusting. Yes. Well, before you even can get to that, um, if you want someone to like, know and trust you, you have to open your heart and let them see who you are.
0: Yes.
1: They will not like, know and trust you if you've got a mask because ultimately at some stage that mask is going to drop. Or the words that you say, the actions aren't going to match that mask, and people will not then. They'll get that subtle vibe, and they won't want to night know, and
0: trust you because they don't know who you are. Yes. And you have to share that. that. That's like on LinkedIn. I get at least one message a day. You know, sometimes multiple, but I get at least one where people will just send me a message, just talking all about their business. <laughs> you know, and, and I always respond with, "I don't even know you." Yeah, <laughs> it's like what's well, like, hi, my name is so- and so. Nice to meet you. What do you do? And then let, let me respond. I'll tell you what I do. Oh really, how'd you get into that? You know a, a, a small talk, then you can hit, hit me with a sales pitch. but like don't just blindly message me. like there has to be some type of, of connection there. Just like you said before I e- can even begin to decide if I like you, want to know you more, and or eventually trust you
1: absolutely I mean I love I love it when they try and do that and I'm just think, well hey you don't even know me and sometimes the message comes across it's got nothing to be aligned with who I am or what I do and Mm -hmm. I thought well you've just wasted time because you haven't even looked to find out whether I am a client or an ideal client or a prospective client for you so that's where the questions and that's where building the relationship is because do you really want to waste your time and my time pitching to someone who isn't even one of your top sort of clients no I want to make sure that the people that I'm elating with and that I'm speaking with are, are people that are aligned with who I am and that I could actually be able to help them and that's where I want to focus my energy so yeah find out who they are first build a relationship it's a hell of a lot easier to move them then onto being able to assist them if you know something about them yeah. And if you know that what you're doing is going to be aligned with what they're looking for.
0: Exactly. And it's, it's like the friendship analogy. Like would, wouldn't you be more apt to do something that a friend recommends to you than a total stranger? Absolutely. <laughs> word, of, word, of
1: mouth, word of mouth marketing is gold. Yes. Uh, it's the best way of doing it. Uh, if someone says to me, hey, you know, I've worked with that person and um I was really happy with what they did, and I think maybe you know they might be able to help you. Well, I'm going to take their recommendation over any sort of ad that's been written, yeah. Uh, because those person, it's what I call third party credibility, yes. and third party credibility is gold for you in whatever you're doing. Uh, it doesn't even have to be in business. It, it can be gold for you to be able to get promotions, to be able to get a job. Um, that third party credibility, which is referrals and is references yes um, that's the same thing when people when you go and apply for a job and they want some references they're asking for third-party credibility they're asking for word of mouth it's yep. the same sort of thing you don't have to be in a business or selling uh it applies in pretty well everything that you're doing in your life
0: yeah so i want to start, circle back again to something you said earlier where you said i am awesome and i know i am right Absolutely. so so many people think that that's such a like a cocky thing to say or, or whatever. And my retort to that is always, if you're going into battle, do you want someone that's a hundred percent confident in themselves that you're going to survive that battle? Or do you want someone that's afraid to, to display their full arsenal? You know, and then people, people would say, yeah, yeah. But you know, when, when you're really great, you know, other people will tell you, I was like, I don't need external validation. You know, and and I'm not I'm not knocking people that do. There are some people that thrive better with an external validation. But I just know for me personally, I don't need that. I, I wake up in the morning ready to jam. Doesn't matter what type of day, doesn't matter what's going on in my life, what's going on with my kids. I wake up every day with that same energy and just ready to go. And then the people who are in your circle feed off of that energy. You know, like when, when we're doing obstacle races and I'm out there leading the charge, you know, it's like people people move at my pace, you know, because I'm the leader. The leader sets the pace. And so if you're not setting your own pace, you're moving at someone else's pace in the grand scheme Absolutely. of life.
1: Absolutely. Because how can anybody actually... <laughs> Work with you, or say that you're good, or even give you testimonials. If you don't actually believe in yourself to start with, and it comes back to that belief in yourself. Yep. Uh, you know, you you the best person to speak about your business is you.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you don't own how good you are, and if you don't say to people, "Well, look, I'm awesome. I'm experienced in this. This is my story. This is the expertise. This is what I can bring to the table." How the blazers do they know? How is anybody going to know? How can anybody endorse you if you don't first endorse yourself? Yes. And that's the power I believe is in believing in yourself. Yeah, look, especially we have that in Australia. We have what we call a tall poppy syndrome. And a lot of people are very hesitant to say, oh, look, I'm good, or I shine, or stand up and put that light. Because, you know, in Australia cut often cut people off the knees if they get really good. Yep. And I, I just say to myself, I'm not being cocky. I'm not being bragging. I'm just owning exactly who I am and believing in myself and saying, look, what I do, I'm awesome at what I do. I'm extremely good at what I do. I have a story. I have experience. I've got life experiences. I've got expertise. And I'm just laying that out for you. So after I often have a, a saying that the best person and the only person that has absolute control over your attitude is you. You Thank are you. the only person that can change your attitude. You are the only person that can change your perception and how you react to things. No one else can. So that's part of believing and owning in who you are.
0: And going back to what you said earlier about being your authentic self, like I actually had this talk this morning on Thursdays after my 6am my uh, fitness class there's a local shake shop that we all go go to. And we, and we sit there and we just chit-chat, you know, uh, after class. And so one of the women was saying, she's like, oh, I have to do X, Y, Z. And I said to her, I said, you don't have to do anything. And she's like, yeah, but if I don't, then so-and-so's going to get mad and blah, blah, blah. I said, no, I, I, like, I'm telling you, when you safeguard your time, other people will stop trying to steal you from it. It's like you, because like people will text me rob you want to do so-and-so i'm like no thank you and they know to not press me (laughs) because uh like i don't waver it's like if i don't want to do something i'm not going to do it No, because like i am in charge of my time no one else is in charge of my time nobody else is i I remember several years ago we were we were doing a family reunion and um it was the week before my birthday in in august and so so the weekend of my birthday I had booked accommodation to go up to New Hampshire and hike Mount Washington, which is uh, the tallest mountain in the Northeast anyway. I like, guess not a big, big mountain, but up here, that that's our big daddy. And so my parents ended up moving the reunion to the weekend of my birthday. And so I told my mom, I said, well, I'll be there on Sunday. And she's like, yeah, but the main party's on Saturday. I said, I'm aware. I'm going to be in New Hampshire. And she's like, well, you you can't move your hike. I'm like, I could, but I'm not. I'm like you. Move something into something I had planned, <laughs> you know. I said so. I will show up, but I'm showing up on Sunday, and that's just how how it is.
1: Absolutely. Look, you you have to. You are the only person that's in control. You can't change other people because you're not them. Yep. But I think the most powerful part of that, along with that, is taking responsibility for your actions. But the most powerful part of that for me is that you're in control of your perceptions and how you react. Yes. And you can choose how you're going to react to things. Yep. And that's pretty powerful because it gives you control. And a lot of things that make people afraid or control or, or guide what they do is, is that fear of being not in control. Mm-hmm. And and when you accept that you are the person who decides do and how you do it then that gives you control and then that gives you space to be able to say okay this is what I want to do this is how I'm going to do it or okay this is how I'm going to react and I know that if I react this way that's what the response is going to be and I'll accept that that's how it's going to happen and it's pretty empowering
0: yeah absolutely and so so getting back to, to the topic at hand of how to believe in yourself so people people don't believe in themselves out of fear it's yeah. fear of an undesired outcome. That's, that's what it is. So you know, fear of speaking. Like people really aren't afraid to speak. They're afraid of the reaction. You know, that's what, what it is. They're, they're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of not being taken seriously or their story's not strong enough or polished enough. And it goes back to what I said earlier. You're only good at what you practice. You practice Absolutely. speaking, you'll be you'll get good at speaking. If you're a basketball player and you suck at dri- dribbling, if you dribble more, you will eventually get good at dribbling. <laughs> you know, like like it's how it is. If if you're not a good writer, practice writing, and <laughs> then you Absolutely. will get good at writing. Because just five years ago, I would say I'm a really good speaker, but I suck at writing, and that's just I- not true. I didn't suck at writing; I just never wrote. <laughs> so I-, I started reaching out to different publications and just started doing guest articles, and and now I'm getting them on the regular because I started practicing it. So like like we, we both said earlier, you have actions. With actions come proficiency. With proficiency comes confidence. With confidence comes belief. So it's, it's, it's something that you can build. Whatever it is you want to do, you can build it. You just have to take the actions to do it.
1: It's what I call my 60 seconds of insane courage. Mm. And basically, that's 20 seconds to acknowledge that, okay, you've got those negative voices. You've got that fear of lack of control, that fear that people are going to find out that you're a fraud, that fear that your peers are going to know you don't know everything. So take 20 seconds to acknowledge that. Yeah. And then 20 seconds to say, stop. I am good. Acknowledge all the things that you've been able to do, the accomplishments, who you are, your own expertise, and acknowledge the positive voice. And then 20 seconds to just smile, take a deep breath, and say yes to that opportunity, yes to that new business, yes to a change in what you want to do, yes to speaking. Just yeah. And it's amazing. It
0: changes state. <coughs> Excuse me. Have you joined Chris and Jen's group? Sorry, have you have you joined Chris and Jen's group?
1: Uh, I don't think I have.
0: No. No. Okay. So in 2020, right when I decided I was gonna go full force with the podcast, I joined I joined this challenge. It was called the Be on TV Challenge, and Chris and Jen are are amazing. But one of the exercises they had us do was create a badass list, and so th- they want us to write out just 20 things that we've done in our lifetime. That, that was just really good and positive, you know, because people can rattle off the negative stuff. Like it's nothing, oh, yes. you know, yeah. but when you actually take the time, it's like, oh, oh yeah, I did that. Oh wow. I did that. And next thing, thing, you know, I got like three, three pages full of stuff. I went way beyond 20 and I was like, this is, this is amazing. It's like, okay, so I'm not that great in this area yet, but look at all of this stuff that I've done. And especially in the speaking world, you know, like people, People speak about what they're confident about, right? If you ask me to speak about neuroscience, I'm a fish out of water. <laughs> right? it's, like, it's like that's not that's not my skill set. But if you yeah. speak within your skill set, that's where your zone of genius comes from. And one thing I want the audience to understand is that even people with a PhD, right? Even people with a PhD, they're only proficient in their field. Right. So, so people so think, think that that someone someone just because they has a doctorate, they know everything about everything. No, they're proficient in their field. So if you ask for, for someone with, with a Ph.D. in engineering to come and talk about how your body, um, what's the word, oxidizes oxygen. They're probably not going to be able to have that conversation. <laughs> you know, like that doesn't make them stupid. They're just not proficient <laughs> in that area. You know, well, that's so why I say
1: everybody is unique <laughs> because everybody is unique and yes. that is what your uniqueness is, your special power, if you want to yeah. say, your superpower. Yeah. And that's what you live in. It's and it's amazing yeah. when you live in that, you do get that perception of, wow, that person is pretty awesome and everything. Mm-hmm. And you can say, yeah, it's fine perception, but these are the things that I will talk about. I can't, I might have a, thought about something else but I'm not experienced in that it's not my superpower yes this is what I'm superpower in it, it's amazing when you you really just own that just how how brilliant it can be and what where you can go of it when you when you own it and when you accept it and that's the hardest thing yes is stepping up and owning it and stepping up and accepting it that's pretty hard to start with and then as you get along the more you do it and that's the way I say of speaking. The more you do your speaking, the more, as you were saying, the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. You may still be nervous, but it doesn't stop you from doing things because you know how to control it. And you know how it's going to react and how people are going to react to you. And that's where the, where you start to get into your zone, where you really start to be able to do and accept and grab opportunities and, and push yourself. And it's always moving forward. It's, Uh, One of the things that you've got to be dangerous about, I think, from my belief, is that when you push and you get into your comfort zone, and this happens a lot in business, you get really comfortable where you are. And you think, yep, everything's coasting along. The problem is if you don't push yourself to go forward, you have uh, danger of stagnating and you become complacent. And when you come complacent and you stagnate, your business comes to a grinding halt. No, I'm not saying it's going to, clients are going to drop off, but you're just going to be just sitting there in the water. And we don't grow unless we push ourselves, challenge ourselves, and have that courage to step outside our comfort zone and push it again. And if we don't grow, we're not going to be able to offer the people that we want to reach the best that we can. We have to challenge yourself, And part of that then is understanding that it's okay if things don't work out. And that comes also from having that grounding and belief in yourself. When you do that, then you know it's okay to fail because it's not failure. It's a lesson. It's something that you try and you take that and move forward. And that's what empowering that self-belief is. It allows you to try new things. Because you know, okay, if it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. It just mm-hmm. means I've learned something and I can try again. Yeah. And that's and, our self-belief.
0: Yeah, and, and it just might look different. You know, just, mm. just because you drew it up a certain way, it right, that doesn't mean if you hit a roadblock, that doesn't mean you still can't get to what you want you know because sometimes on paper yeah things look great just like even in fitness so people can come in first three three weeks they're down 10 pounds and then they don't lose another pound for a month you know because your body adapts and you, and you just have you have to come at it from a different angle just because you hit a plateau doesn't mean you just stop and go back to eating twinkies again you know right So like you switch up your routine maybe add running maybe take a spin class on saturdays you know but like you, you have you have to find the combination that your body's gonna respond to, you know. Like if if I could help people lose three pounds a week for an entire year, I'd be the richest man in the world, you know. But <laughs> but your body adapts to it, and so yeah. same same thing in everyday life. Like you use the word complacent. I always say content. Same thing. I always say content people are the worst people to work with, because they're okay with being okay. And now if you're okay if you're okay with being okay, fine. More more power to you. But the people who are struggling, they're motivated to get out of that struggle. And the people who are successful want to stay successful. You know, so like those two groups are driven. It's that group in the middle where they say, eh, I look good enough. You know, they're, they're not going to reach their, their fitness goals because they're okay with just being okay. Like with me as an athlete, I don't, I don't say, oh, I'm so fortunate to still compete at the age of 48. No, I go into every competition expecting to win. Uh, if I don't win, I'll I'll take I'll take it I'll take it graciously and I'll go train harder. But whether I step out on the track, whether I step out on the basketball court, on the volleyball court, like that's like my mission is to win. I train to win sporting events.
1: You know, so like there's
0: a defined reason. And just like we we were saying earlier, you have to know what you want. But on the other side of that, you have to know what you don't want.
1: Agree. Agree. You have to know what you don't want. Uh, it's 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 all part of knowing who you are. Yes. Uh, and, and that's what I discovered. Because until you start to really sit back and uh, really look at and think about who you are and where you want to go and what you don't want to be, how, you, how your life isn't, you don't want your life to be, and how you want your life to be. Then you know what you need to be stopping to do and what you need to be putting into place. Uh, Picking up on your comment about acknowledging all your accomplishments, this is something that I do about every month, every two months. Uh, What I do is sit down and and what I start with, I write down all the things that have been blocking me, all the challenges that I've had because, hey, they're the easiest things to think of first, as you said. And then what I do is I rip them up I burn them I get rid of them and I let them go absolutely out of who I am and then I write down all my accomplishments all the things that I actually did do which as you said once you start going in that flow and letting that acknowledgement go through because we we don't acknowledge who we are no one else is going to acknowledge it and once you start doing that I keep those I tell people to fold them up it's the process I go through when I work with my clients on goal setting and planning. Yeah, uh, we fold it up, and I say put it somewhere. So when things may hit a little bit of a down, and because life is up and down, your business is going to be up and down. It just will. Nothing it goes without having a down at some stage. Then you bring out that little list, and you think, okay, so it was a pretty awful day today, but hey, I'm pretty good at these things. These are good. Yeah. so it just changes that mindset and resets for you to be able to move forward and you don't stay in the bad you don't stay in the challenge you don't stay yeah. in the dumps. you get okay if i'm good at that then i'm pretty damn good this was just yeah. a little
0: challenge yeah I always, I always say there's there's no bad days there's bad moments you know, like yes. I had I had some, someone come into, into the gym this one They say, well, oh, this day is going to shit. And I'm like, what? Why? I woke up to a flat tire. I said, okay, so that sets you back, what, half an hour? <laughs> you know, to swap out the tire? It's like, why does the rest of the day – it's 7 a.m. It's like, why does the rest of the day have to be crap? Because you had just one hiccup in the morning. You know, it, ah. it should be – if we start seeing it at, for what the, it, it's just a hiccup. Like I had to, I think I had to cancel our, our podcast from before because yes. I was having tech issues, you know? So am I just going to cancel every podcast after because I had tech issues that one moment, you know, like it was one moment. And so I think just, just as humans, you know, you know, they would say misery loves, loves company. So it's like, we, we tend to make these small problems bigger than what they actually are. Now I'm not trying to talk about, you know, invalidating someone's feelings if they're going through anxiety or stress. I'm just saying something foolish. Like, you know, I was trying to leave and, you know, the baby dropped the bottle and the bottle broke and there was milk all over the place. I had to clean up the milk. Like, that's just a moment. You know, yeah. okay, it made, it made you late for work. Talk to you about, that's just a moment. Like the entire day doesn't have to be sacrificed over that one moment. Then if we can adopt that mindset, it would be, it, it would go very far in people just having not having these bad days like okay it was a moment the moment has passed i'm still alive the kids are healthy let's kick the rest of this day in the face
1: absolutely it's it's acknowledging that moment and not allowing it to become a self-perpetuating day because if yes. we walk out so i'm gonna have a shit day because of this yes. then the next thing that happens is you go say well see that's exactly what i thought
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: of course it's going to happen again because you've told the brain that this is going to be a pretty awful day. Yep.
0: So I
1: like to say, well, I'm going to have an absolutely awesome day today. And yep. if something happens, I think, well, obviously that means that there's going to be something even more awesome that's going to happen because I've now got a block and I'm going to be working on being a little bit more aware of what I'm doing in place and yep. there may be a reason for it. And actually, that happened one day to me because I did have a little bit of a block. It delayed me. And the reason that delayed me was what happened was that when I finally got everything in place, something awesome happened, which may not have happened if I hadn't been delayed. So there is always something good somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about you find what you seek. So if you're saying this day is going to be like you're going to find every possible thing that can annoy you throughout the course of that day. That's what Absolutely. you're gonna zero in on, you know. But like I said, if you just this is a moment, the moment is behind me now, and now sure. you can focus on having a great day for the rest of the day. You know? so like that goes, and that's huge. Getting getting back to the main topic of how to believe in yourself is you have you have to look for opportunities. Center so if you if you look for problems, you're gonna find problems. When you find problems, you're gonna keep yourself in that shell, and if you keep yourself in the shell. You are gonna do Groundhog Day every single day, and there's not gonna be any, any growth. And getting back to what we were talking about the fear of public speaking, people speak every single day. You've been speaking every day since you've been two. Every single day. You know, so it's about being comfortable about what you're what you're speaking about. And as you you know, being a fellow speaker and podcast host, the power is in the story. You I'm know the limit. power. You go to a job interview. What are you doing? You're telling a story. You know, if you're interviewing someone, you want you want to pull their story out of them. You know, coming on other people's shows or come, you know, people coming on my show. We're sharing stories. Like like that's the power of of growth. Is I'm sharing my experience, hoping to to inspire you with things I've gone through. You're sharing your experience, hoping to inspire me in the audience on what you've been through. You know, so if people just embrace that, like the opportunities are endless.
1: Oh, absolutely. But one of the biggest things is actually realizing that you have a story. Uh and, and I know that because I didn't think I had a story for a very long time. Yeah. I just thought if, if you were talking about stories, I'd look at people who would get up and share, you know, ones who conquered something really monumental in their life, and I'm not Downgrading that because I think they're awesome stories. But yes. what that does for most of us is it says to us, Oh, I don't have a story because I haven't done that. I haven't conquered yes. that something huge. I haven't climbed Mount Everest. I haven't lost all my money and restarted and made more money. They're brilliant stories and they're inspiring. But the thing that does for most of us, 85% of the population, I believe, and this is my belief, is that it puts a little bit of a block up because we think, Wow, I haven't done anything like that so why would anybody want to hear me speak why would anybody want to hear me write a a book or or write a chapter because I haven't done that and I think when you believe in yourself it helps you go a long way to realize that part of that belief is looking back and thinking what have you done and the thing that helped me and was an aha moment in my life was when I won an inspirational woman award Because when I was nominated for that award, my first reaction was, why would anybody think I was inspirational? I don't have those stories. I'm just a person that has conquered my fear of speaking, that has a a love of believing in people, a a love of helping people have confidence. Uh, I'm not inspirational. I haven't helped, you know, gone through domestic violence. I haven't uh, climbed mountains. I I haven't done all of that. So why would I be inspirational? And I came that close to not going forward when I was nominated because I couldn't see that I was inspirational until I stopped and said to myself how arrogant are you to negate someone's thought about who you were someone thought you were worth the nomination and how arrogant am I to say your perception your thought your nomination I'm going to ignore it I couldn't do that I had to honour whether I thought I was inspirational or not. I had to honour their point of view. So yes. that was a big aha moment in my life and I entered that and I won. And, and anybody who knows me at that stage, I was absolutely speechless because I couldn't couldn't believe. But what, yeah. it, what it taught me was to accept with gratitude when someone says, you're awesome. If someone nominates you for an award, or thanks you, we need to stop that automatic reaction we often have. And and a lot of it is women, mainly, and and some men, that automatic reaction to say, oh, it was nothing, or to say, oh, you know, that wasn't me, or that's, you know, not accepting of gratitude. And that, that whole, you know, it was awesome to win the award, but I think the thing that I took out of it the most was to understand that how see, people see you is not always how you see yourself. And we are our own worst enemies and our own critics. And to understand and accept with gratitude when someone does something like that is, an, I think, one of the biggest things I've lived in my life.
0: See, and then let's circle back to what you said earlier at the beginning of, of this episode where you said when well, you joined that Toastmasters group started sharing your story and then other people were commenting on how inspirational you were when you didn't even know it yourself, (laughs) you know? So like, it's just amazing how that's come full circle for you. And now you're helping other people realize that you do have a story to tell. You are inspirational and people need to hear what you have to say. It's like, you may not think so, but people need to hear what you have to say the way that you say it you know like i always say on the show when when i talk to people i'm very direct you know and not everybody likes that style but there are people that need that style you know so there are people with a softer approach it just won't get through to them you know so it's like i don't try to be the cup of tea for everyone but people that need it it's like if if you work with me we're going to get you to your goal but if you're dragging your ass i'm going to tell you you know it's like i'm going to make sure you understand that you're off the path and that's just my style you, you know you could say i maybe i inherited that from, from my dad cuz my dad was a very no nonsense dude he was like if you want to if you want to play basketball get outside and make, make 100 straight shots 100 straight shots you said you wanted to start if you want to start, go outside and shoot. Shoot till you make a hundred straight shots. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you went out and you started putting putting the work in. But like, but that's how we were raised. Like, this is the task. These are the steps. Like, this is the task. These are the steps. Like, there was no sugarcoating. Done. And I, I I love them for it. You know, because it has helped me accomplish. Like, I, I I went on to become an all American athlete. You know, so like if I didn't have him setting those standards, I wouldn't have reached those heights. So when people come into the gym, it's like, yeah, this is what the task is. Sometimes they're like, are you mad at us? <laughs> they're Like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, like, no, I'm not crazy. I am here to crush the old you. And we're, we're going to crush that old you and we're, we're going to replace him or her with a much stronger, much more confident, much more active and higher performing you. Like, if you want that person, these are the steps.
1: Absolutely. Look, we, it, It's part of finding the right mentor and the right coach. I, I absolutely believe in mentoring and coaching yes. because when you've got someone that you align, and it's very important that you are aligned and that the mentor that you choose is aligned with your values and uh, can work with you. And when you resonate well with someone like that, uh, they will push you. I mean, that's how I see when I'm mentoring and coaching my clients. Uh, I say to them, look, uh, I'm going to ask the difficult questions. I'm going to push you outside your comfort zone. I'm going to hold a mirror up so that you can see who you are. Absolutely. But in all of that, I'm also going to catch you when you fall. Yes. And I'm going to say how awesome you are when you're working well and how, hey, what was the lesson we learned when things didn't work well? and I'm going to support you to be more than you can. And if you can get people like that, which is exactly what you said your father did, it's, hey, push, push, but hey, awesome when you've done it. Then you've got someone that's going to be supporting you. And this is what we're talking about, like-minded people and the group that you get, because they're the ones that are going to push you. And that's what you're looking for, mentors and coaches and like-minded people who will ask the difficult questions, who will push you outside that comfort zone. But we'll also be there to be the first to say, how awesome are you? Look what you've done. and what you've achieved.
0: Love it. So take these last few, few minutes talk, talk about your own business. So how can people get in touch with you?
1: Uh, look, as you might have gathered, I'm all about helping you to find your uniqueness. Uh, I've just founded my Purple Unicorn Marketing Academy. <laughs> and that's all about promoting you uniquely marketing to attract audiences and raving fans because the best person to speak about your business is you and underneath the umbrella i help you with speaker coaching i help you finding the gold nuggets in your business so that you can make it easy for your clients to find you so you can go to up there is my website uh, you can find me on my email which is actually trish at trishspringsteen.com and i'd love to be able to help you you can have a free conversation with me uh, and there's places where you can find that. It's basically going to calendly.com slash slash conversations. Anywhere along there, you'll connect with me. And, hey, just look for me on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm the person who wears predominantly purple of most kinds. You can't really miss me. And I'm happy to have a free conversation with you because that's my passion, helping you to believe in yourself, helping you to shine that light, um, yes. helping you to get known, be seen.
0: Love it. So, Chris, thank you very much. Glad we were able to finally uh, reconnect after taking that. I mean, guys, I had to I had to take like a solid three months off. I started managing in Anytime Fitness, and when I dive into things, I dive all the way in. So, like, I had to I had to pause the had to pause the show for three months and uh, get that get that up to speed where I wanted it. But like, let me tell you, like, I was itching to get back, and it's just one of those things that you have to know when to take a step back. You know, Absolutely. and like take it and in taking that step back, I think it actually strengthened my audience. <laughs> you know, so so it's like you know we uh-huh. have uh, we have guests in 40, 46 countries now. I mean our awesome. audience, yeah, forty six countries across six continents. So I I don't know if there's people in Antarctica, but if there are, well, we're going to get them on all <laughs> seven continents.
1: <laughs> oh, why not? Why not? There must be someone there.
0: <laughs> and then just talk quickly about your about your show before we break it down.
1: Oh. Yes, look, my show is Get Known and Be Seen. It's a web TV. And basically what I do of that, it's on the YouTube channel. You can search and you'll find it. And it's my guests are those who are ready to be known and be seen. So they may have just started their business, have a new product, have a new book. They'd like to come on and share that. The other guests that I have are those who like to come on and help people to get known and be seen. So people who will talk to you about your branding or talk to you about your social media your videos, uh, coaches and mentors who have got ideas of how they can. So that's my two groups. And if you wanna be on there, hey, just contact me, website, email, and I'll have a chat with you.
0: Awesome. All right, Trish, thank you very much. Don't sign out yet. I wanna talk to you once I end the live, but thank you for coming. Great conversation as I knew it was gonna be, and I'm sure we'll cross paths again. Absolutely. Thank
1: you for the opportunity to share some of my little stories. (laughs)
0: <laughs> My pleasure. All right. Take care.
1: Bye.
0: All right. So, if you're just tuning in now, make sure, sure you go back and watch the whole thing. It's a powerful episode. We shared a lot of golden nuggets, a lot of good stories about how you can believe in yourself and believe in yourself forever. No yo yo. And because once you adopt these principles, you seriously will be unstoppable. Those people that know me know that if I want to do something, I make it happen. Like there's, there's a race in North Carolina this weekend. Like flights and rental cars are kind of pricey. You know, my car's having some some issues, but I'm borrowing my son's truck. I'm driving down to North Carolina. <laughs> I'm doing a race and driving right back. <laughs> you know, so there's there's a hundred reasons that I could have made excuses to not do it, but I'm making the decision to do what it is that I want to do. So hopefully you guys got a lot out of this, and I will be back next Tuesday with another one. Have a great day. Shut up and grind.